This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Open for Business is powered by Bosbole.com, Malaysia's first online company secretary. BFM 89.9, I'm Roshan Kanisan and you're now listening to Open for Business. Online shopping is such a convenience. You can buy food and groceries on Grab, buy diapers and other essentials on Lazada and even shop for your favourite clothes brands on their respective websites. But does this consumer behaviour extend to furniture as well? That is something that today's guest has banked on with her e-commerce business, Mojo More. Founded back in 2020, Mojo More is an online furniture store selling home and living products made from industrial reclaimed metal or galvanized metal that wants to be one of the top home and living product providers. But how realistic is that considering how competitive this space is online and without a major physical presence in their corner for people to touch and feel their products? We explore this along with the journey so far and how lucrative this business can be with Mojumo founder Tan Wei Yi. Wei, a pleasure to have you on the show. How are you feeling today? I'm feeling good. Thanks for having me. A pleasure. I mean, very interesting thing you've got going on here. You're you're using uh, essentially scrap metal uh, from a HVAC supplier to create furniture out of that, among other things. And we'll get into all of that a little later. But I, I want to start with a little bit on why e-commerce and why furniture, right? Because these are two separate things. Starting e-commerce business, there are lots of different ways you could have done this. Um, why specifically furniture e-commerce? Um, why e-commerce is because that uh, we, to be very honest, like we started off with no experience, even in the parent company itself. We are experienced in manufacturing for the past 20 to 30 years, but uh, we have no experience in um, selling B2C items. So we thought that e-commerce will be an easier way to mm. start off things. That's why it's e-commerce. And therefore, our business model always surrounding e-commerce, how to design products, make sure that it's packed in small size, shippable size, so we can help the customer save their shipping costs as well. Right. So this is, in a lot of ways, your minimum viable product, right? Build something and sell it online and you're still in that. Not testing phase so much because some of the revenue numbers have been looking quite good. Um but ultimately, this is a new area for the parent company, which, as you mentioned earlier, is TCW Group. Um, Wei, tell us a little bit about why a HVAC supplier um, entered the e-commerce business uh, and furniture e-commerce at that. Um, so if you have been to any manufacturing metal fabrication um, factory, you will see that there's a lot of scrap metals lying on the floor next to you in those big containers. And uh, from an environment perspective, that is actually a waste of metal. Of course, they do recycle it, but the energy consumption to recycle metal is very high. And from a business point of view, from the costing point of view, um, usually the company will charge 10 to 30% of scrap metal percentage onto their customer and TCW Group in order for them to um, for them to be more competitive in the market they have used the scrap metal to make it into um, more more products and that's how they're able to keep uh, and reduce their scrap metal percentage now right now it's 10 to 15% so right now your supplier is your parent company uh, do all your supplies come from them? Uh, I would say right now it's around 70 to 80. We have been bringing in other products from outside as well because we want to um, diversify our risk as well. 
Right. So tell us a little bit about how this all started, right? Because um, long story short here, and this is anyone who does a little bit of digging will know that this is a family affiliated company of yours. Um, but how did this start, right? Because you don't just one day say, hey, let's start a furniture business. Um, tell us a little bit about how the initial stages were like. Right? What was the first piece of furniture uh, that you built uh, at this company and how did that process look like? Um, myself, I am trained as a lawyer for the past um, four years. And how it started is that the parent company, which is my dad, he, uh, he has this idea to turn the scrap metal into home and living products. Mm -hmm. But there's no like actual MVP or anything. And later on, we decided to start with something, the basic, the very simple, something I can imagine. It's just um, a panel, a square panel with four legs. Very, very simple racking, only two layer, and that is our first product. And later on, we keep on revising. So right now, this process is actually like, we go through this process all the time when we launch any new products. Every product, we do market research. We come up with a sample of um, product sample. And later on, um, we also get our customer in to test, um, few selected customer to test the product out. Then only we launch it to the market. Uh, talk to us a little bit about that early days of the R&D process, right? How did you turn this scrap metal? Uh, what's the process like to take that scrap metal and turn it into furniture? Okay, so you can kind of imagine like um, A4 people. You can imagine that as a sheet metal. And if you draw like a heart shape in the middle, in between the edges of the A4 people and the edges of the heart shape, there will be um, space left. So um, I said just now, you, uh, our first product is a rack. So imagine for the rack, you have the leg. So the leg is rectangular. So we fit that rectangular into that space between the A4 paper and the heart shape. Mm. Our first process is lasering. So we plan, we program all the design together with the parents' company products. We plan it into a program and we laser it one shot. After lasering, then is bending. Then the leg, we bend it into half. Then later on, uh, we'll be welding if needed, then powder coating. And that's how we create a product. So the first product there was a rack. Uh, you started with that uh, basic product that you could put together using the existing infrastructure at the, at the factory, I presume. Um, since then, talk to us about it. Because it's been three years. It founded in 2020. Um, it, I, mean, I know sometimes the time dilation, sometimes we feel it's less than three years. Yeah. <laughs> but it is almost the end of 2023. Talk to us about the product evolution over at Mojomo. So the rack, when it first started, it didn't turn out well because we didn't know how to position ourselves. We didn't choose the right market to position uh. ourselves. So we are like, oh, this is not selling well. Then somehow we are tr always like testing and trying. We are a very data-driven company. We are very young. So we just test. We shift very, very quickly. We just test every single day. Then one day, suddenly it just bounced up. Then I'm like, okay, we did something right. But what did we do? <laughs> okay. Then we took like another um, half a year to, to figure out like, okay, so that is what we did right. Mm. Then what, later what, on, what was it? What was it that you guys did right? Did you figure it out? Yeah. So at first, uh, we placed it into the clothes rack market. Later on, realized that um, the kitchen rack works, works better. better. So oh. it's a different market positioning. 
Right. So yeah. it was just as simple as the categorizing of yeah. the product. It's, we didn't change the design at all. <laughs> it's just a categorizing product. And right now the product is um, our top seller product. Yeah. I guess that's also always just part of that product market fit journey, right? It's mm. at, at the trial and error process that comes into it. And it clicked for that particular product. Um, but since then, uh, what else do you have uh, on the store? Like what was what was after the rack? Um, what other products have you built uh, or designed since then? Um, after the rack, we still look, it took like our first year to, uh, we don't really have a system in place. We are like, okay, something looks good. Then we just try things out. Mm. Then later on, I realized that, um, because we have a lot of failed product as well when we first started. Then later on, I realized that it's actually not the way to go. Then we only come out with like SOP. We created like a system that we need to go through the market research. Then only we go to sampling. Then only we launch a product. Mm. And once we launch a product, we also have a set of system on how to launch a product successfully. If it fails within a certain period of time, then we take the product down. We have the whole system yeah, in place after that. Uh, when you design a product, um, do you design and then put it on the store before manufacturing or do you, do you already have some stock on hand with you? Uh, yeah, we do have ready stock in hand because we are processing around um, 100 to 200 orders per day. So wow. it's pretty tough if we want to make it um, like immediate pre-order because Shopee and Lazada Marketplace, they only give you two working days to pack your things. So you've got about 100, uh, so about 100, 200 orders a day. Uh, that's quite a number of orders in a year. Wei, could you give us a sense for the revenue generation at Mojo Mall right now? The annually we're making around seven figures. Yeah. Okay, all right. Are we closer to the eight figure number or just bro uh, just broken past the seven figure? I would say like just broken past the seven okay. figure. Yeah. Um, but that's still pretty. That's a big number in uh, three years to come too, especially in e-commerce business here. Um, and we will talk a little bit more in terms of how you're going to be growing going forward in terms and especially a big focus on that customer acquisition journey, which is a big part of e-commerce businesses. Folks, I've been speaking with Tan Wei Yi. She's the founder of e-commerce furniture player Mojo More. I'm Roshan Kennison. You're listening to Open for Business. Keep it here at BFM 89.9, the business station. Open for Business will reopen in a few moments. Powered by BossBully.com, Malaysia's first online company secretary. Big Friendly Matcha. BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Open for Business is powered by BossBully.com, Malaysia's first online company secretary. BFM 89.9, welcome back to Open for Business. I'm Roshan Kanesan, and this morning I've been speaking with Tan Wei Yi. She's the founder of e-commerce furniture player Mojo More, a subsidiary of HVAC player TCW Group. Earlier we talked about the the ideation of this, right? So you started with a rack product, you're using essentially scrap metal from the HVAC process of the parent company. Uh, 70 to 80% of the supplies are coming from, the, uh, from there. Uh, you've developed newer products over time and you've broken past seven figures in revenue. Um, that said though, it is, uh, while there is traction here, it is a competitive space. You've got a lot of brands out there. I mean, the big ones obviously are things like, uh, are people like Ikea, uh, but you've also got a lot of the smaller Chinese brands selling products online as well. What is the market positioning that Mojo More wants to hold? Mojomo wants to hold market positioning of, uh, wants to gain customer who is low to medium income group, 25 to 35 years old. So we still consider like the affordable cheap range products. Mm. Yeah. So you're not competing with the IKEAs of the world, you're competing with 
essentially a lot of the fast moving furniture that you can buy online and quite yeah, instantaneous. Correct. Yeah. Um, and how have you been going about acquiring customers? I presume a big a big part of this is social media, marketing, uh, SEO, that sort of thing. Talk to us a bit about the customer acquisition strategies and the costs associated with that. Um, customer acquisition strategy, because in marketplace, most most of them are either from the marketplace itself, the traffic from marketplace itself, or we use social media influence to bring in the external traffic into the marketplace shop. Um, have there been particularly strong channels for you? Any particular strong channels? Uh, right now, our strong channels is still marketplace traffic. Mm-hmm. But right now, uh, we have just launched our own website last two months. So we are also looking to diversify the risk as well. Yeah, because the other thing is when you're using uh, marketplaces like Lazada and Shopee, uh, that's not your platform to control. So all of it really is derived on their platforms, which can be very crowded. Um, have you needed to go through inorganic uh, uh, growth methods on those platforms by uh, advertising with Lazada and Shopee in order to acquire customers? Or is it mostly organic? Um, mostly inorganic, mm-hmm. yeah, because uh, Shopee Lazada, they are still <laughs> business itself. So they will always force like seller to go through the inorganic way. Mm. So we are diversify our risk by having our own customer base in our website. Yeah, because database is so important when it comes yeah. to any business. Uh, talk to us about the uh, process of building the website. Um, so uh, it's been three years now. Was there a particular reason you decided this year that you were going to have your own e-commerce website on your own homepage? For the past two years, it's more towards like product market fit, finding the right product, implementing the right system and a scaling strategy. And right now, uh, we are a team of 11 full-timers. Um, we have a few interns. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, 11 full-timers, so we are thinking that it's the right time to explore to other markets. Website is one of the way for us, uh, one of the channel that we're exploring. We're also moving towards um, B2B, both locally with um, distrib- uh, retail or distributor and overseas with distributors. When you when you say B2B, could you explain it a little further? So essentially you're becoming, you're doing wholesale business with uh, distributors, is that right? Right now, it's still a very early phase. Mm. Um, I don't have like a very clear model. Okay. We are still testing everything out. We have uh, offline stores with uh, with a departmental store in Kota Kemuning, Shah Alam. And we're also exploring like uh, giving, distributing the products to wholesaler. Or, like, we're still exploring. Mm, yeah. Right. Uh, you mentioned uh, something. You have one uh, physical outlet, correct? Or in a, in a department store. Um, Do you have larger ambitions to have a larger physical presence going forward? Yeah, definitely. But uh, due to our low value items, Mm. so we we are not looking at the whole store by itself first. We are still looking at partnership with um, someone who already owns a store and they're looking to add on additional revenue and or they think that our product is complementary to what they are offering right now. Feel free to contact us. <laughs> um, when we talk about uh, talk about partnerships, uh, talk about uh, setting up physical presence, it's all in that uh, your that chase for additional growth going forward to boost your sales. Um, we know that you're you're above seven figures in revenue now, but what has growth been like? What's the growth rate been like over the last few years? Um, from the previous financial year to the last financial year. 
we had 38% growth and we're looking at 50% growth for the next financial year. And what's going to be driving that growth in the next financial year, that 50% growth? Uh, will mainly be the um, scaling in the e-commerce. In what we are doing right now, we are offering um, new products. We are going towards new product category, still in home and living category. But right now, our focus is more towards storage organization. We are moving slowly out of that that subcategory. And another part of it will be the B2B part, will be the local retail and the overseas distribution. Now, the big thing about um, buying anything online when you can't touch and feel it there there may be a uh, change, difference in perception in terms of the quality of the product right so and that becomes a bit more tricky with furniture products because these are bigger items in general so how do you go about ensuring that um, there is no um, dissonance between the consumers that are buying your product you know, in the ways that you market or the ways that you educate them how are you ensuring that they understand what they're getting and you are assuring the that you're providing the quality that you're selling essentially. Okay, that's a few ways of doing it. So before selling it, uh, before they buy it, they will go look through the listing and I we ensure that all the products that's taken, we don't color correct it. If okay. color correct it, we'll make sure that we if it's like color correct, it's not like color correct of the color, it's more like the brightness of it, mm. then we will compare the pro the photo with the actual product. Because um, I've been there before, I've like, I remember the time when I was like color correct, I said, oh, feel a bit grayish, like let me color correct it a bit. Yeah, and it's horrible. Just customer <laughs> will come back to us and say like, hey, why is the color different? So we prefer to make sure that before we before we list the photo, we ensure that it looks the same as the real life photo. Then um, another thing that we are doing recently is also the live streaming. So you get to see the product real in time. They show it in front of you. And we are doing six hours per day live streaming. So it's really like a live customer service. You get to talk to the person and say like, oh, how does it feel? I can knock it in front of camera for you to see like the fragile of it, like how steady is it? Um, some of them, like even some customer go up to extra, is it, can you really sustain 90 kg then? Don't, don't try at home, but sometimes our live streamer <laughs> will sit on the rack yeah, to show that it's really stable. And don't try it at home. Um, yeah. how, how has live streaming been for you? Because this has been a big buzzword in e-commerce in the last one, two years. How has that uh, been performing for you in terms of growth and sales? Actually, we have been trying live streaming for the past one year, I would say. It's like on and off, on and off. But at the time, um, it wasn't really there yet. Not until... TikTok came into place, mm -hmm. then Shopee is like, I need to step up the game. Then Shopee start giving a lot of vouchers. Go to Shopee and grab vouchers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, start giving vouchers. Then, um, then that's when we see conversion. And we started with using our own staff to do live stream. And once the revenue pick up, we are now hiring outsiders to do our live stream. Now, um, we mentioned this a few times, seven figures there, but give us a sense for the uh, margins and the profitability of this of this particular business? Um, for Mojomo, we're looking at around 50 to 55%. Uh, gross margin. Gross margin. Yeah. All right, cool. And at this point, the business is profitable, I presume? Yes. Um, and going forward, uh, now as a subsidiary of the company, of uh, TCW Group, um, I'm sure there's a, there are KPIs that Mojomo has to fulfill for the group overall. Uh, what are the expectations from TCW Group? 
make money. <laughs> um, I mean, making money is obviously a, a key goal, but are there more uh, tangible goals as well in terms of uh, revenue growth, exam- uh, for example? Uh, yeah, so before every financial year, we'll come up with our own budgeting, and of course, it'll be approved by the big boss. <laughs> and yeah, we have come up with our own budgeting, there will be our sales target, and what is the budget needed to achieve the sales target. All right, so that still happens in a very subsidiary kind of way in terms of you have to put this together, and then you propose it over to the group, and then it's approved or not approved, or it's worked on. Uh, but in the longer term, can you tell us a little bit about the ambitions for Mojo More? Because yes, right now it's a subsidiary of the, the larger group. But what are the longer term ambitions? How big uh, does the group want this to be? And could we see this maybe even spun off later on? Um, right now, Mojo More's vision is to list, to IPO together with the group, to as like a add-on value to the group. Yeah, um, spun off... Maybe in the future. <laughs> <laughs> so, but now the first the first aim is just to add value to the group uh, for the group's IPO in time. Correct. Okay, and as we come to a to wrap up this conversation, um, uh, Ray, tell us what are the key goals for Mojo More in the next five years? Five years time, if we're sitting back in this room, um, the company would have been eight years old by now. What do you want Mojo More to look and feel like? First, like I hope, I mean. I want Mojo More to have um, seven figure per month sales and still remain profitable, of course. And uh, having present in all ASEAN countries. Yeah, that's what I hope Mojo More. Right, so eight figures, regional presence, and uh, hopefully more growth ahead uh, from then on. Uh, Wei, on that note, I'd like to thank you so much for your time today. Um, thank you for joining me in the studio. Thanks for having me and nice chatting with you. Uh, folks, I've been speaking with Tan Wei. She's the founder of e-commerce furniture player Mojo More, a subsidiary of Hedgeback player TCW Group. I'm Roshan Kynison. You've been listening to Open for Business. Keep it here to BFM 89.9, the business station. Are you open for business? Register your company with BossBalay.com, Malaysia's first online company secretary. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.